Hey everyone, welcome once again to Podcast in Death, the weekly podcast where we discuss the in-death series of books by J.D. Robb. I am AJ. I'm Jen. I'm Tara. And this is episode number 110 of Podcast in Death. <laughs> I love that you always have to check. <laughs> I know, I do have to check. I've got a, I've got a board right got here. A board. <laughs> I have to check every it's time. Like, uh, wait, uh, 110. <laughs> And uh, but for this episode, we are having guests on that we had have had previously. If you will all remember when we talked about remember when we had as our guests Emily and Heidi from Romancing the Shelf, and they're back with us. So hey guys, Yay! welcome! Hello. Thank you so Hi, much. Yes, we are so, so excited to be back. We are very excited. Yeah, and we, we, and all we're, our listeners have been listening to Emily and Heidi because their podcast is also fantastic. If you're yeah. a fan, so. Yeah, we have a couple I'm of listeners. I'm so excited you guys are into the 90s now. You're into like my favorite Nora era. So I've been like, I'm like, yes, we're into the Chesapeake Bay books. Yes, we're in, we just did this one. I'm like, so excited. Yes, we are in the middle I of know. the Chesapeake Bay. We were excited right to read them. Yes, yeah. River's End was my first Nora. And so Ooh, when wow. you guys did that one, I was so excited. I was like, yay. And everything you said, I'm like, yes, 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 <laughs> yep, yep. I love when people love agree it. with me. So yay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. it's so great. <laughs> Riverson's not a bad one to start. My first one was actually Tears of the Moon. Oh, Tears of the Moon. Mine was Jewels of the Sun. <laughs> yeah. You read like a middle of the the middle of a trilogy as your first one? Well, I right. not on purpose. <laughs> I was she just, just bored and I was looking for something to read. It was my, at my mom's house and she just happened to have that one and it sounded interesting, so I pulled it and I'd never read a noir before. Wow. Did you read the rest wow. of the series? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I read every other nice. thing that I could get from Nora. Yes. Nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Tara, have, do you have a first Nora? I do have a first Nora. I only have and read a few. only Nora? Well, two. <laughs> the first only Nora, and it's Public Secrets. Oh. Didn't you read? Which... I thought you read Three Fates, too, didn't you? Or... Yeah, but that wasn't the first one. Public Secrets oh. was the first one I read. At, at Jen's recommendation. That's a doozy of a Back in 2011. Nora. Well, she's yeah. a big Beatles fan, so I thought, Ooh. you know, that would be a good one for yeah. her. Yeah. Okay. It was really fun. Um I, yeah, I read it on my on my choir trip to to Italy. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It is like or Jen was like, You need to read something that's not in depth. That's So I did. <laughs> have, have you read Private Scandals? I haven't. I feel that one no, is a good, good comparison to public secrets because it's still they have yeah. like the fame they have the decades long like career following a career um mm-hmm. i like to imagine the main hero guy is robert redford from up close and personal um <laughs> it's lovely <laughs> yes that's I love a that. good comparison okay. i like that yeah. yeah okay yeah i like that one too yeah. and it's set in it's part of it's set in chicago mm-hmm. so yeah yeah i like private scandals a lot yeah, Tara started out as just a an in death fan and had not read any Nora, so she was just an in death fan. I will eventually read more until she met me, right? <laughs> and she's still more of a she's still more of an in death fan than she is a Nora. Well, <laughs> we were just Nora Which fans and too afraid to try in death until we met all of yes. you. Yeah, yeah. So, I so know we that go. we cannot world judge. World. We we read. I mean, <laughs> it was not until we read Remember When mm-hmm. that I had read. JD Rabbit all. Um, right. Emily had read Remember When before mm-hmm. once, and that was all she had ever read. Because I'm a completionist, um, and, and then they were a duo. Yeah, <laughs> right. I get exactly. that. Hundred percent. 
Yeah, and then, you know, as some of you know, we read the first three and, um, last fall. Yeah. And what a ride. What a ride it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we were so excited to I do it because, you know, we have all these conversations with you. And we were like, we have to, like, figure out the beginning of these characters. Because it, it is a little strange to jump into Remember When. Like, it's not impossible, but you're like, I know there's so much more here. <laughs> I need to right. know what it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, exactly there is it. a lot. That was the point. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that was the entire so, point. And I so. think that all three of us have listened to the sh- the episodes that you did for the three first three books. I did at least. Yeah. Uh, which were fantastic, yeah, by the way. Yeah. I mean, oh, we thanks. Loved them. It's scary. Like, with J.D. <laughs> <with Jeannie laughs> Rob no, Band, like, oh, my great. God. I mean, <laughs> your, your perspective is so different than ours. Yes. You know, we're longtime fans. We've been reading for years. And, you know, for you guys to come in never having read before and, uh, you know, it, it was, they were really fun to listen to and you guys were, had some really great insight that I was like, oh, I forgot about that. Or, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah it was really fun to hear it from you guys. Like, to hear what, how you were thinking of it. It was fun. Right. Oh, good. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, we definitely don't have that, like, long-term view <laughs> of how right, right. things go. <laughs> Right. Yeah. But we, I mean, we both really, really like them. I mean, I flew through Naked mm-hmm. um, and we read the trilogy. Neither of us have yet been able to, to read the other, the others, like, p- continue. Not because we don't want to, but because we're, like, bogged down in Nora all so much the Nora. time. Right. <laughs> yeah. 100% yeah. that. I've barely been able to read anything else yeah. either, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, but we want to. And you guys... You guys have a lot more books. Reading the In-Death Trilogy, like, at the time, I was obviously reading a lot of Nora, which is, like, comfort reading because these are all rereads. But um, I, like, I have to read a lot for work because I'm a librarian. And then, but all of my reading had kind of, like, slowed down. And I was kind of getting into this slump, like, right before Christmas, which is the worst time to reading slump. Oh, and yeah, right. um, and then I started reading these. And I was like, there's so much murder. And it's awesome. Like, it's they just- <laughs> such great holiday reads. <laughs> So much right? murder. Yeah. So <laughs> much murder and it's awesome. I'm also part of a true crime book club. So I was, I recommended to all of them. I was like, you guys, oh. if you're ready for like some fictional murder, these ones are fantastic. So I recommended yeah, it to nice. all my book club friends and several of them have also picked up <laughs> the in-deaths now. So. Yeah, oh, that's nice. awesome. I also recommended there them to guess. my mom awesome. and she is like now so far into them. She's read so many. I can't keep track of what she has read and what she hasn't. <laughs> Um, and then like, no, we never need to have Emily's mom on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So she she took (laughs) off. She read so many. And then like a few months after I recommended to them, to her and she was reading them, she was like, she messaged me while I was at work and she was like, Emily, did you know that JD Robb is Nora Roberts? And I was like, Yes, yes, mom. Oh. Yes, I do. I love it. I have a Nora Roberts podcast. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's so fantastic! Funny. I love so it. She like had mom. this revelation. I love like, that. Yeah, she had to share it with me, and I was like, "Good that's job, mom." Cute. Yeah, job, mom. you did it. Make those dots. That's so great. Has it been hard oh, for her not to kind of spoil things for you to go like, "Oh my god!" So in this book, 
she does not care. She'll just tell me about it. Um, oh. And I, I'm like a hard person to spoil because I like I remember the stories I read really well. But I also like when I'm picking up something, even if I read it a million times, I go into it like a goldfish. I'm just like, what happens next? Um, so right. I get really I get like really in the moment. And so even if I've read something a million yeah. times, I'm like, how could this possibly end well? And it always does. So. <laughs> and it does. Yeah. 90% of the time, right? Yeah. 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 But I mean, I mean, the biggest thing, like, kind of broad sweep is, I mean, the in-death books are very intense. I mean, that was like, you know, that was something we both felt. And, and there's people like Emily's <clears throat> mom, and I'm sure tons of people who, who listen to your podcast and in-death fans who can, like, just power through and read, like, them one after the other. But... Emily and I were like, I don't know for those kind of people. Like, it I just felt so, for so heavy. After three, break. I was like, <laughs> oh. Yeah. I mean, it especially, is hard. I would say especially in that first stretch, that first like 10, mm-hmm. 15 book stretch, those are really, really, really intense books. And I wonder Almost if it was okay. part of her trying to really differentiate herself from her Nora writing yeah. um, to just Which really – Because I, yeah. um, yeah. I felt like as we were reading these books – I could kind of notice parts of the story where I was like, oh, if this was a Nora Roberts book, she would focus on this aspect. But instead, that happens right. off page, and she focused on, focuses right. on this part as well. And I think yeah. um, the, the, in the first book, Sharon, um, the main murder victim, um, mm-hmm. she is, I think in a Nora book, she would have been softened in a way and humanized in a way mm-hmm. that in this story, Nora or J.D. Robb chose to make her like really highlight all of her flaws um which i think it really makes the reader have to be like it doesn't matter if somebody is good or bad no one deserves to die that kind of death um and i liked that norm well nora jd rob made us uh made me as a reader have to like question my own like you know morals and ethics and really think about like I don't know. I, I, I appreciated that part a lot, but um, yeah. yeah, they're not yeah, easy and, books. And, yeah. No. And no. you get further no. into the series and there's some victims that are even like, not, uh, like a hundred percent worse. Than oh yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. You're just like, no, no, don't try and find justice for this guy. He's a terrible, terrible person. What's wrong with you, Eve? <laughs> but Put it down. Eve, fine. I love that Eve believes in justice <laughs> so much. Like her, right. like, I think her whole world would fall apart and who she is as a person is so based on her belief in the justice system um, and that, like, every person deserves justice no matter who they are. Um, that, yeah, yeah it, it, she could not, she would yeah, not Yeah, like when she leave. wanted to go research her own murder of her horrible father first. She's like, right. he also like, deserves justice. Like, he doesn't, Eve. You live a hell no, like Eve, right now. No, he does that. <laughs> Sometimes she goes a bit far, yeah. but we love her for it. It's just who she is. Her fatal flaw is yeah. her strong belief in justice. Right. Well, that, yeah. and that yeah. is true. And that, yeah, And that carries through. Yeah, it really yeah. does carry throughout the series. And she does get, I mean, she softens quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, once mm. there, it's weird that Rorik is going to be the one to soften but. her because he's not like a, a soft guy himself. No, he's not no. fluffy, yeah. No, but they to be fair, it. it's it's not just Rourke that does. Right. Yeah. It's mostly Rourke. It's other people. It's other you know other friendships and relationships she makes because Rourke kind of broke through that ice that she. Had. Right. And, yeah. Uh, 
And she, she was like know, a catalyst. You guys met Peabody, and she becomes a huge, huge character in the series. And um, Heidi pronounces that others. name wrong always. I had but, to edit it so many times because out here it? we have, we, well, we have a town called Peabody, um, and it's spelled Peabody. the exact okay. same. Uh-huh. And it's just a stupid. <laughs> in New England, they pronounce all the towns weird. And I've lived out here long enough. And so when we were recording, I kept saying Peabody. And I, no, Peabody. <laughs> so awful. When I go to visit. So I'm going to try not to do it here. One of the games we play is um, when she's driving me places, she'll be like, how do you pronounce that? And I'll like try it out. She's like, wrong. Because they pronounce things so weird. <laughs> They're all wrong. I don't know if you guys have been to Michigan before, but like 90% of our, yeah, like all of our, almost all of our towns are named after like Native American like yes mm. just different things yeah oh my got, gosh. like Ypsilanti i was just like, up there you know, in may and had to okay. i was driving along um Titipawasi, the Titipawasi river all of the time and i was yeah. just like and there were yeah. 50 like, streets that were named that too i was like what is wrong with you there yeah. are other things that in the world yeah i know <laughs> it's insane yeah and people don't know how to say them either they're like Ypsi what i'm like no Ypsilanti. <laughs> you can do it yeah <laughs> you can do it but yeah, we have like I'm I'm happy I live in Grand Rapids because that's probably the easiest one in the whole city or in the whole state to say. So. Well, it's interesting because <laughs> um, you know the uh, the narrator who has been the narrator for the In Death series for the last twenty years is Susan Erickson, and Susan Erickson also pronounces Peabody as Peabody a lot of times, and that's <gasps> that that's a criticism of her that a lot of people have been like she says mm-hmm. Peabody. It doesn't bother me. Oh my me, gosh. Where is she from? She's from New England. <laughs> yeah. She's from, she's, where was she from? Midwest. She's, she's she lives in Minnesota Midwest. now. Right. She's from the Midwest. She lives in Minnesota now. She, okay. She's, she's our good friend. She's yeah. our good friend now. Yeah. Yeah. We've interviewed her she's twice. She's our good oh, friend. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I know. She's fantastic. She's wonderful. Because I don't, I, I don't listen to the audiobooks because I'm not a big fan of the voice, oh. but... I love her. I yeah. think she's fantastic and wonderful, and I'm so happy that other people get to talk to her and love her. I think with fantastic. audiobooks, it's so tricky because a person could have like a a great voice, but they're not. And she does. You're, they're not your character's voice. And see, right. there's, it, that's the thing because she does the whole. You know, she differentiates voices, which is great, mm-hmm. which right. is amazing because it's hard for people to do that. Yeah. But like, I don't, I don't like her work voice. I don't like her Peabody voice. I don't like her McNabb voice. And I'm just like, and I'm not a big audio person to begin mm. with. So yeah. I'd rather listen to podcasts or music while I'm doing other stuff and just sit down and read if I'm going to read. So that's admirable. Yeah. I listen I'm to with a lot you. of I, I, I generally, like for me, I generally, the audiobooks I listen to are memoirs and they're read by the author. And so it's their like own perspective and right. Because, yeah, yeah, I'm like you. I'm like, eh, eh it's not working. <laughs> it's not working for me. Right, exactly. I'm so, actually and, really know, forgiving. I'm, I, I, I'm really That's forgiving nice. because, but, yeah. you know, um, yeah, because she'll do accents. like So for her McNabb is, is, sounds like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And okay. which is, you know, <laughs> that's not how I picture that voice at all. Right. Yeah. See? No, because it's not what his yeah. voice should be. But yeah, her thing exactly, was, so. I can't make everybody just a, a, a white guy from New York, you know? Yeah. Right. Yes. It, no. Which, so, which is true. And yeah. So, yeah. But her Eve is. Her Eve is. Her Eve is bad. Is it good? That's mm-hmm. if you can't Eve tell the difference in the yeah. characters, I get lost in the story. And I just tried to listen right. to an audiobook mm-hmm. where I'm like. I don't, I can't tell who's talking. You all sound exactly the same. So trying to make the characters different, especially when 
as the story grows, we're going to get more and more and more characters. Um, it's really important. And how hard would it be to keep all those voices straight? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, she was she was telling us in was it the last time we spoke with her that she will go back and like check to see what she did for some characters that are not around as much. More than Nora does half the time. So. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. That's it. It. Okay. It's true, and you know it. <laughs> it's it true. Nora knows it, so it's fine. Yeah, I mean, the problem with a yeah. with a book series that spanned fifty books is that it t- you have to keep track of every little thing, and Nora, you know, Nora doesn't do that. Nora writes a book, and then she's yeah. okay. I've done that one. Now on to the next one. And so there's a lot of times when you know character names like. Uh, she she's got a character Sanchez. Yep. And well, he started out at Santiago, then he yeah. was Sanchez for a few books, and then he was and Santiago. He Santiago. So you know, it's it's and hard. We had to keep Morris track. and Morse because you know you had the killer Morse, right? Mm-hmm. But you guys haven't met Morris yet. He's our Emmy. That oh, he, 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 I think he comes in in Rapture. Oh yeah, you did. You met him in in yeah in um in Remember When? Yes, I was no, like, he was not. I remember when. Yeah. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Well, is it? Oh no! He oh no! Is that the one with the? Is that the one with the other? I mean, vacation. Yes, 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 oh. yes. Okay. Yes. Hmm. Okay, but no, Morris. Um, he comes in in book four, but um, so close. For some time. reason, like, like, <laughs> for some reason, he like switches to Morse, like for like four books, and then he's back to yeah. Morse. And I don't blame no. Nora for that. That's a that's no. an editor's thing. Like they yeah, I know. catching. Oh that. yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. We, and that's what we've we said a thousand times. That. Stuff like that, the editor should be catching that. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, we had yes. Jacobson and Jenkinson yeah. and I mean I don't know how many I mean I think what's her, the the lab geek, what's her name? Um Harvo. Um, you know, this Harvo. the one we like, yeah. Then, yeah. Weird. Yeah. Um but she with how much Nora's book. writing, she doesn't have the time. She doesn't have the time. Yeah. But <laughs> with how much Nora's writing, maybe her editor is just like, I, I can't keep up with you. Can't keep up with it. Yeah. They can hire oh, more oh, editors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, I, I, it's understandable <laughs> perfectly, you know. But, oh, yeah. And the other yeah. interesting thing was we just finished one where, for whatever reason, um, a lot of what what was in the final book was not in the audio or vice versa like big chunks oh. like scenes were gone like the wow. audio book because when you do an audiobook with did they with, abridge it an abridged audiobook no it was the full audiobook and a lot of times if you um if you are like i have a kindle and i'll also get the audio as a companion and then i'll let the audio run and the kindle will follow along mm-hmm. you know yeah. And um, there was a spot in this particular book where um, it just stopped, but the audio kept going. And it was like a whole scene that was not in the book. Weird. Wow. Yeah. And then there were it times. It happened twice, didn't it? Huh? It happened twice in that book, didn't it? Yeah. There was one time when yeah. um, when the scene in the book, when when the when the text kept going and there was nothing on the audio, it just said no audio for this section. So it weird. was really weird. Just that one that book, and we've so never strange. had that before. 
you know, so yeah. we yeah. just Very figured Susan Harrison was yeah, fucking with people. Yeah, she had no idea about it. It was so funny. We asked yeah. her about it on the, the last time we talked to her, and we're like, were you fucking with people? We think you, we think you were fucking with people when you put that. You put a whole scene of your own in, didn't you? And she's like, I didn't even know it happened. I wonder yeah. if they, like, edited <laughs> like, out for, like, wow. an inclusion in another, like, a future book or a novella, and weird. I yeah, don't was know. Was there something or... unique about this scene? Like, did it just... We I mean, couldn't it figure it out. We don't, we don't no, know why. Wow. Really. It just it was weird. Fun yeah, scene, really but... interesting. Yeah, I don't mystery. like it. <laughs> yeah, it, so, but one I of those things that you would never pick up on unless you were actively reading and listening to the right. audiobook at the same time. Right. Have you yeah. ever True. read a book and then gone back to like listen to the audiobook if you reread again and you're like, this did not happen? Has Has that ever happened to you before? I don't think that so, thing. except for in that in that book. In that yeah, book. that book. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a pretty that's weird the only thing. Book that that happened. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Weird. Okay. Yeah. Well. So anyway, so yeah. let's talk about you guys reading the first three books yes. and what your impressions were. And one thing that I, cause I re-listened <laughs> to both those episodes this morning. Cause I was doing my morning routine. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, one of the things I thought was really interesting that you said at the end of the second, uh, when you ended all three, was that the difference between a Nora to you, a Nora and a JD Rob, was that um, the personal interactions or the or the emotional growth has to happen during like sex scenes or during intimate moments for even Rourke, whereas in a regular Nora book you can have those in the regular text or just in their, you know, relationship in general. Yeah. I mean, at least in those beginning ones that yes. we read the trill, I mean, maybe it, maybe things, you know, things can change obviously as they're in their married life, but there was so much no, when they, change. when they, like when they were together as a couple, it was like, you know, they were like, Oh, we have not a lot of time. We're gonna have sex now. That doesn't change. Yeah. And then it's like when we're not, you know, and then and then all the other times Eve is very busy (laughs) solving murder (laughs) and works like off planet, just like randomly somewhere else. And then he has to like jet back to to be where she is. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, No. in their marriage, that does change quite a bit. That that part, like, no, not that they don't have sex. But I mean, we're a lot. Well, Rourke hardly ever leaves anymore. He stays yes. pretty much on planet nowadays. He yeah. doesn't go very. He doesn't go anywhere very often because he's helping Eve a lot. Yeah, they do start to work together more, right? Yeah. So like mm-hmm. that, that, that can like oh, more yeah. intermesh the work and the love. <laughs> Does he stop being like a yeah. maybe um, suspect more frequent? Cause, oh, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that would be like so tricky. Time. Be like, listen, I love you a lot. You're my husband, but. Did you kill this person? Did you Did kill you another person yeah. now? <laughs> no, no. If eventually, I mean, <laughs> if, well, because there's a book coming up that you haven't read. There is a book coming oh, up that, yeah, that he becomes a suspect, and she's like, ugh. Yeah. Well, like, oh come on. Okay. Yeah, but he read. So complicated. Uh, you guys read. You guys read about the the basic story in. Yeah, what is it? The third book, Immortal, um, where he's talking about the 
he had the Somerset's daughter. Yeah, the guy who was like his yeah. mentor, and he had a daughter, and the yeah. daughter was kidnapped yeah, and daughter was yeah. and murdered and raped and, raped and, right. and brutalized yeah. and murdered. Yeah. Um, and so he he tracked her killers down and killed them. Yeah. So, uh, spoiler there's a book coming up that flushes. Yeah, spoiler alert! But there's like a whole big spoiler yeah, alert. That's, that's... Well, she would have to. There's some yeah. there's some other great stuff though in there that that we won't spoil. So, like I told you, memory of a goldfish. <laughs> so you'll get into the, the it, that that whole story gets fleshed out quite oh, a bit. Okay. So um, okay, I'm interesting. One of, the, one of your upcoming books. So yeah, we'll see how that plays out. So. But yeah, that was definitely different for us with the trilogy. Is I mean, yeah. with the in death, is that it was like so much of the focus was on solving the the, the mystery, right. and mm-hmm. I liked that. Like I I like to read some books like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, like J.K. Rowling's like pseudonym. What's his name? Robert Gillibrath yeah. or something Gilbert, like that. Yeah. Um, um, like you know, those are like really intensely like let's solve this like step by step and uh and so i really and i like i'm a huge dateline fan so (laughs) and emily loves true (laughs) crime stuff i do so i really like that but we were like you know it but it is hard to get that all it was a shock to go from the relationship pieces oh sure and sure i think too like Nora writes a lot of like thriller mysteries, especially in the '90s, where we're like reading right now. Um, right. But it's like yeah. these people are living their day to day lives, and then every once in a while they're like, "Oh yeah, there's that psycho killer after us." Um, but right. let's like have a moment and <laughs> make dinner. Yeah. And, I mean, I, you know, yeah. They they have all these domestic <laughs> moments and these where they're just living their day to day life, and then every once in a while they're reminded like death comes for us all at some point. Um, right. And that's much more of the focus in the in-death books that, you know, at any point, mm-hmm. like Eve drops whatever. Eve doesn't really have a life. She drops whatever she's doing yeah. if she's doing anything outside of solving crimes. I feel like a relaxing mm-hmm. night to Eve is going home and looking through cold cases. And she's like, ah, vacation. <laughs> like, yeah. she's never yeah, off. That's pretty true. Yeah, that's very true. So... Yeah, um, but, but yeah, they get, they get there with the domestic moments and stuff. Yeah, eventually. you get you it get farther while, along, but, and, uh, and it's you know a relaxing night is them talking, going over her current case, and him, you know, yeah. Well, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Her her bouncing ideas yeah. off of him, you know. Mm-hmm. I and, do like when when like a couple like they're like partners and work together. Um, so I look yeah, forward Emily to loves those that. things. I do. I do. <laughs> yeah, she loves that in domestic moments. So if it brings all that in, she's she's there. Oh yeah, she's ready. oh yeah, they get there. They get there. It takes a while, but they get there. Yeah. yeah, I do also like side love stories. So I'm excited to see what some of our other characters yes, how they in, develop and and, and all of that. Yeah, and, yeah, and you'll well because yeah. when when you guys read Remember When Peabody and McNabb are a couple, right? And obviously you haven't met McNabb no. yet. No, in the trilogy. So that's a really fun storyline to follow to fill in those gaps. Isn't it? Um, Book two doesn't, um, doesn't Peabody start like she's kind of dating another detective, Sam, Jake, something. And he's a bad guy. Oh, Jake. So when she was like started dating him, I was like, he either dies a tragic death as a hero or he's a bad guy. (laughs) Those are the only options because I guess (laughs) I don't end up with him. (laughs) 
Right. Oh, yeah. There right. you go. I yeah. love that. <laughs> and he was a, a bad guy. This is how Emily figured out both <laughs> well, yeah. She's like, yeah. this guy's got to be bad because. The fact that he was dating Peabody, but he kept like flirting with Eve, I was like, sir. He was well, I mean, sir. but you yeah, could also say so that cool. about Charles, too. Charles Monroe, who is yeah. the, the licensed Charles, companion. But that... that's his job. That's his job. No, it's not Jake's not, job. Uh, no, not with Peabody, though. No, no, no. I know. With Eve. He flirts with Eve in the first Eve. book. Oh, oh, right, right, right. But. Yeah. What? Um, no, yes, dating, he was dating Peabody and he was still more. flirting with Eve because he flirts with everyone. Yeah. But... Because he flirts with everyone, but he's not, but that's, but Eve he was do. married to Rourke at that point. Yeah. So it's kind of. Like, I think the difference was, was it felt like at any point Jake would be like, I'll break up with her to be with you. And that's yeah. gross. Right. That's kind of right. skeevy. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. felt it was, really it slimy. Super, mm-hmm. It was super skeevy and slimy. Yeah. Like, yeah, like with Charles, you know, that's that's his personality. Mm-hmm. It's like Rourke. Rourke flirts with everyone, too. It doesn't right. bother Eve. And so it doesn't you know, bother Eve. It bothers, doesn't. It bothers well, Eve in the first three books of their relationship. Well, it depends, it depends on the situation <laughs> in general. Like with, with Peabody, he flirts with Peabody constantly. Oh, yeah. But- and, Either. That's like more of like a teasing yeah, thing. Funny. It's not like a you know. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. He fucks with that yeah. poor girl's head. Yeah. But <laughs> she loves that. Sure. There is going to be one time she when do. it she when does. it bothers yeah. Eve, and that's the next book in our that we have coming up, and we're all like, just finished it on Saturday. Yeah, I'm still. Yeah, I'm still like, uh, almost done. Yeah. I got thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I have thoughts. Oh, I've yeah, read this book that- so many times, but it's one of the it's one of the more difficult books to read in the series. It and is. It's just. Ugh. Heidi and I, we talk a lot outside of when we podcast record together, um, but Mm -hmm. we have to be super careful to not talk about Nora stuff because I'll like start saying like, no, 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 I'm saving it for the podcast. I'm saving it. Yeah, Um, right. I know because we will. We'll just start going off. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, stop. (laughs) We're not recording (laughs) this. Stop. We said this off mic. (laughs) We're not recording. Yeah, no. Yeah, our group chat is basically just us sending each other TikToks that we find out. This is how we avoid talking about it. I don't send Heidi TikToks. I describe in painfully, like, particular detail TikToks to her. And she's like, oh, my God. Why am I friends with this girl? (laughs) I found found an Instagram reel, and I think she's on TikTok, too. But it's a a girl and her mother. And the mother, I I kept sending you guys. I sent you guys, like, three of them last night because I could not stop watching the videos. They are so funny. <laughs> She's like, I forget what her name is, but oh my god! And the poor mom has got to be in her seventies or eighties, and she's just the girl is like totally fucking with her, and so like, and then the mom's just like, "Fuck you, Christy!" Flips her the bird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, so great. I'm like, I can't stop watching these. They're so funny. <laughs> so, <It's rough. laughs> so getting back to the first three books. Oh yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. What? No, it's fine. We're off topic as usual. Yeah. Um, so what? So you already told us your overall impressions of the books. Was there anything that you were surprised about? I mean, I know you were surprised about the difference in writing, but it- the thing was, it yes, the the content and like you know certain things like that are different. But what was so nice is. It still reads like I mean it's Nora, it's Nora writing and that like I I don't know why I was always 
off like afraid i was like afraid to go into the jd rob i was just like it's just it'll be so different i don't know but it still feels <laughs> like i'm reading a nora mm-hmm. the right. flow and the voice. build of a story yeah. and all of that was still the same um and all of the dialogue. things that we love yeah dialogue just yeah. place descriptions like you feel mm-hmm. like you're there in this gritty urban landscape um I loved I loved all of that. And so all of those things were still present. And I also think the way Nora has this really great ability to introduce a character, sometimes even after they're dead, um, she introduces the reader to them and gives the reader pieces so that they can build a whole world for this person and really feel mm-hmm. like sad about their their death and mm. and feel like they knew them. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's so good about introducing a person and showing you this slice of their life and humanizing them in a way that makes them so memorable that you are, you know, then on the side of the detective or the person who's trying to find justice or solve this murder. Cause you're like, yeah, no, this person was amazing and their life was cut short or, you know, this person was tragic and needed someone to stand up and be their advocate, which I feel like Sharon for all of her, you know, she was not a good person, but she was so much a product of her upbringing that she had never had a person who could stand up and advocate for her. And Eve felt the same way that she, you know, she had to struggle to find somebody to, to be her advocate. And now she wants to go out and be that for people. And, and so, um, in that way, you're able to find, have sympathy for Sharon, that she, all of these horrible things made her into this horrible person. And she never had a chance because no one stood up for her. Yeah. And um, and so yeah. Nora does that as J.D. Robb writing these in death books. She makes you care so much about these people that you get to meet for just a snapshot of time. Um, and they stick with you so much. Yeah. 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 And then obviously she's like building these big characters mm-hmm. that like I know go on and on and on. And so it's so interesting to see that they're like beginnings. Um, and, you know, when you talk about su- kind of surprising relationships, you know, we have. Mavis in there. Right. <laughs> her like best Aww. friend. Her best her bestie Mavis who could not be like more, more different. different. <laughs> yeah, so different. Eve yep. ever. And um and I you know, I there's things I really appreciate about Mavis. I could not like really hang out with her. I think she would drive me bananas. Uh-huh. Um, right. <laughs> she would be such a tricky person but she's to so like loyal. Yes. The fact mm. that if Eve yeah. said, I need you, Mavis would be there in a heartbeat. Oh, right? yeah. Like, yeah. in the same, I oh, think yeah. that's kind of what, like, makes them work as friends is that no matter what differences they have as people and how, di- like, Mavis loves being out with all of these people and Eve is like, ew. Um, and right. and so, Mavis is, like, flashy. Like, ah, yeah. And Mavis out is, like, there. glitter and sparkles and yeah, loud music. And, and yeah. Eve is like, yeah. I have this cat that I just kind of inherited from a murder victim. Um, and, and I do have a wealthy so, husband, but other than yeah. that. But the thing is, she didn't really want those things. They kind of forced right. themselves on her. Yes. She's like, I guess yeah. this is how They're I live now. now. Yeah. Um, so they're such different Basically, people, yeah. but the fact that they would, like, they are so solidly in the other person's corner um, mm-hmm. is what makes our friendship work. Yeah. yeah. And Mavis really brings out Eve's, like, I guess, like, maternal side, you know, like, like in, you know, in Love it, yeah. Eve Immortal, is very protective she really of, takes her. Care of her. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. And I think in a way that yeah. Eve really kind of denies that she would have a maternal side or a, a side to care for people because especially as she learns more about her past and she, you know, starts mm-hmm. trying to figure out, like, get justice for her father um, and and blaming herself for that. She's like, how can I be a person who cares about somebody if I killed my own father? And right. I never, well, you know, like, never had a mother. Like, I, I can't be those things to other people. But Mavis is like this big giant billboard of like you care for me so you you know have the ability to care for others and that's really i feel yeah. like what yeah. Mavis's role in eve's life is is to be this flashy thing that she can't like look away from and be like you care about people even if you right. maybe don't always like them <laughs> you care about them yeah, yeah. I mean, you care about yeah. some that are alive <laughs> i like that analysis yeah. i i'm i'm with heidi i you know i'm fine Mavis is fine i just i could never be her friend because she makes me like want to tear my hair. Off. I have I yeah. have friends from like high school that I still am friends with now who man, those yeah. college years were rough. It was like how oh, are you sure, going to yeah. survive this and into their 20s yeah. like making horrible decisions and but you know, you stick oh, yeah. by those people because you always have. Yeah, because you love them. Yeah. 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 No, and I get that and and honestly Mavis is another one that has a fantastic growth arc throughout the series. Right. Mm-hmm. I am that'd be um, interesting. I do look forward to right. getting to see how they grow and evolve. Um mm-hmm. I think I mentioned when we read Remember When, um the character that is like the main has the main um mystery. The granddaughter of the people from Big Jack. Oh, Samantha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. Gannon. Samantha. Yes, yes. Um yeah. she yeah. I was Samantha. like, hey, are we gonna get to see more of her? Because I love her. And you guys are like no She's no, a one sorry. and done. And I was no. like, oh, yeah. sad. Yep. But that's what happens throughout the series. There's so many great characters that come in and then you never see them again. And you're like, oh. Yeah. But there's a lot. There's, I mean, she's already got a huge, huge cast of yeah. supporting characters. And you're going to see more come in as you go. So it's not like, you know, the rest of them from now on are one and done. You're going to meet a lot more. Okay. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, we... You know, and then obviously Peabody, who I like Good loved job, like right away. Right? Look at me. <laughs> I like loved I loved her right away. She's you know like one, you know, the way that she went about like where she was kind of like, you know, I really admire Eve and I'm gonna go like study. I'm gonna like study mm-hmm. like her cases and you know, she's mm-hmm. just like such a smart woman. And I she's love so too that like Eve just, like, kind of appreciates that right away. Like, there's none of this, like, annoying female Mm. competition thing. It's like, Mm. oh, I I see that about you and that you seem competent, like, and I'm going to help, like, nurture that, which is just awesome. It was cool to see her as a mentor to Peabody. I also loved Mm -hmm. when Peabody Peabody became um, a detective uh, and she is, like, she's, like, trying on different almost like detective costumes to see what fits her she's like i gotta figure out like what my vibe as a detective is gonna be and i I like that she didn't copy eve she's like eve's got her thing and it's awesome but who am i who is detective peabody and she Mm -hmm. was like a method actor trying to like figure that out and i loved it so much i was like i'm on this journey with you (laughs) take me to your closet yeah there's still times when (laughs) peabody arrives on a scene and she's been out with mcnav or whatever she's in you know some kind of a uh, you know, nice dress or different hairdo, and Eve's got to kind of like, uh, uh, okay, like, I've got to just, I've got to just deal. I with don't want to know. Yeah, 
me. <laughs> Find some better shoes, okay? Yeah, the shoe thing is it, big for shoes. Eve. Like, she can't understand the girl shoe thing. <laughs> Which, you know, I mean, she's always running after Which, people. I'm with so. her. I'm 100 with her. I'm 100% with her. You know I what? I'm a girl. Any shoes I wear are girl shoes. So. Well, right. Thank you. Good Good point. Yeah, Thank I you. don't think I've worn a heel in my 30s. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> I don't think I've worn a heel since my 30s. I was yeah. in a wedding and had to wear high heels, and it was horrible. I was like, why do we do this to ourselves? The last, mm-hmm. yeah, the last wedding I was in I, it was my brother's, and I did not wear heels. I wore I wore flats. Like to flats, to my own heels. credit, yeah. Yeah. on the wedding day, I did not wear heels because it was an outdoor wedding and we were like in a like at a country barn. So I had gold flats and go. they were wonderful and they were a rewear from Heidi's wedding. <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> Heidi is shorter than I am, so I was like, I don't need to wear heels. <laughs> right? I wore, flat, yeah. I wore flats at my own wedding. Yeah. I was like, I'm not. She had to walk now. down a grand staircase. Yeah. Like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should wear whatever you want to wear. Yeah. On your wedding day, wear whatever you want. Nobody has to wear heels. Yeah. Nobody has to wear heels ever, as far as I'm concerned. And Eve probably thinks that no one should ever wear heels. Right. Yes, right. she does. Right. She does. I haven't worn heels you know since what? I was More in high school. More power to anyone who loves heels and wants to wear them. That's fine. Right. They do, do look great. I had a coworker who looked, like, um, who looked like uh, Wonder Woman. And she could run in heels. It was like her superpower. Oh my god! She could run every like, wow. like it was amazing. And she would wear huge, like four, five, six inch heels. No. Run! I was like, you're gonna die, but no. she never did. I mean, I guess eventually <laughs> she will, but <laughs> hopefully not a heel accident. See, <laughs> hopefully not. And I am like in no way a corporate America type. I mean, I'm in healthcare and <laughs> like like tennis shoes and clogs and that's it it's like i'm not every once in a while i'll throw on like a nice flat or something if i'm dressing up but yeah no i'm not wearing nope boots in the winter you know so but. well i mean it's a good thing for eve though that she has rourke there to tell her what to wear right because to tell her that's that's gonna be <laughs> I, a, a, I, a, a that, that becomes a big thing later yeah. on in the series it's really <laughs> yeah. i remember you saying that that doesn't really happen much in the the beginning maybe no. it is in there no. i remember Courtney remember phase. when no. she was like <laughs> It, at her closet one morning getting ready for work and noticed items that he had put in there and I have yeah. to say yeah. that might be something that I'm like the most jealous of like I would never want right. to live right. in East time the lack of coffee I could not survive but um right. uh, yeah, but uh, be the worst. her her like magical items that work like that fit her body and look good that just appear in her closet yeah. <sighs> takes my breath away that's my heart flutter <laughs> eternal heart flutter I was just saying, right? Emily, that's her flutter right yeah, yeah. I think that's all of ours too. Like, dude, oh, like, really? Oh, where's my Rourke? Where are you, dude? Right, right. Like, yeah. but then, you know, like... but then she gets, she comes out of the closet and um, with an outfit, and Rourke will look at her and go, like, mm, not that jacket. No, no, no. So that's that's the downside of that. <laughs> and that's helpful, yeah. but it's got to be helpful. You don't want to go out in the world and look like a fool. You want people to take yeah. you seriously and not right, like you walk right. into a room and be like, I wouldn't have worn that jacket. <laughs> So, you know. Yeah. No, she 100%, like, she 100% plays it like she's annoyed, but she appreciates it. Yeah. She totally does. She really does. Right. Nope, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Well, I was going to say that, you know, I really, one thing I really appreciate with Rourke and Eve's, like, relationship, and, you know, one thing I felt a little, as I read, was, especially in the first three, sometimes it feels like Rourke gives more than he gets, (laughs) um, because Eve's dealing with a lot, Um, but he just... He just seems to want to, like, 
really understand her and I like appreciated that so much like it was like I'm trying to understand you and then I can appreciate you more like I'm not like not trying to change you I just want to like and you know and like there's that one when she doesn't want to like move into his house and so he gives her kind of his like her own like introvert lair that she can go to (laughs) basically like when I'm not here you can go in here and it'll just feel like your own space and I'm like there you go that's nice so I just I I appreciate things like that from him that he just like he's always like observing Eve like what is Eve she is this puzzle but I will figure out what's underneath and then give her things she needs (laughs) because she's not gonna ask right I appreciated that but I did also feel like he was very very pushy like, and I think he yeah. came to things, like, with this kind of reasonable attitude. He's like, okay, I hear where you're coming from, and we're going to compromise. But the compromise is, I'm going to get exactly what I want, but I'm going to give yep. you something a little extra to make you feel like you also got some sort of concession. But really, I just got what I wanted. And the problem yeah. is that um, yeah. what he wants is what Eve needs. So right. it's like... You know, she she needs it. But at the same time, like, dude, respect her boundaries. But he's like, okay, I see this boundary. I think it's a dumb boundary. And so we're going to work our way around it. And then when she, like, yeah. finally things kind of calm down, she's like, now you're inside the boundary. Right. Um, I know. And but does she meet all the boundaries in the He's still working on Are that. they healthy boundaries? Like, are they, yeah. are they trauma boundaries? But the thing is, she still deserves the right to work through those boundaries, right. trauma or otherwise on her own. And he's just like, like, nope. it's not like he's bulldozing in because he's a little more subtle than that. But it's like all of a sudden she looks around and he's like in this in her space. And she's like, oh, well, I mean, I guess this is OK. Yeah. But I'm like, Eve, no, stand your ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's that's why Rourke, the, the character that she created for Rourke is so perfect for Eve, because he's there to do that, to stretch her bound. Yeah. Otherwise, she would never. I mean, even with Mavis, yeah, she hasn't. Never. He, he is there that to kind of like yeah, ease in there and stretch that boundary out a little bit, you know? Yeah. Does Eve ever go yeah. to like consistent therapy? No. no. I mean, well, she no. sees... No. Well, <laughs> like, no, I really thought that that might happen. She okay. sees Mira. Obviously, Mira's going to consult on Mira her cases. And, yeah. you know, when when she's there with Mira, Mira will often go like, okay, well, how's everything going at home? Oh, okay. So, once again, yeah. like a sneaky therapist. Right, exactly. She's like, I, I'm, not, I'm not helping you, but also, let's talk about it. Yeah. It's like a hundred percent sneaky therapy. That's oh, what okay, it is. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. right, like, yeah, right. And which I feel like is proving like our side of the point more than Emily's because even it, like we like <laughs> Eve, we know you have trauma. You need to work through, girl. Like, and she's still like people yeah. have to sneakily give her therapy. She doesn't <laughs> even want to. She doesn't want to go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So and, and later on, later on in the series, there's a <clears throat> moment where Eve kind of does the same with Rourke, and it's like, okay, you he needs to talk to Mira about this and you know and and so she's like okay you need to go see him but don't tell him I sent you (laughs) (laughs) yeah so Mira shows up in his office and he's all did Eve send you here (laughs) she's like no 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 (laughs) who's Eve (laughs) yeah the the number of times Mira is just like she handles things yeah, she's beautiful, and we love we love Dr. Mira. Yeah. I'm excited to to get to know her more. Yeah, 
Because when we and met yeah, her that's the thing. We met her and remember when, and they had more of an established relationship, but we got such a small scene with her. She was one of the characters that I was yeah. like, I know there's depths there, and I need to know what they are. Yeah, I really like her. You'll get to meet her husband later on, too. And, like, there's like the fandom... The fandom consensus is Dennis Mira is probably the biggest cinnamon roll on the planet, and we all adore him. Oh, like, he's fantastic. If, any, if you do not like Dennis Mira, you're, you're evil. Like, there's oh. evil in your heart. Yeah. I love a good there's cinnamon roll character. Oh, oh he's, like, he's, ultimate yeah. cinnamon he's roll. And and he's Eve develops this little crush on him where terrible. that she's, oh, like, baffled so by, and she, like, has to tell Mira, like, I think I have a crush on him, you know? And Mira's <laughs> like, it's okay, I do, too. And, and then she's like, and then she tells Rourke, she's like, oh, yeah, I, I got a thing for me, for Dennis. And he's like, I think I can take him. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's so cute. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. But, I mean, I love Dr. Mira. She was, yeah, she's great. Um, the, so many of those, of those standard characters are so, are so great. And one who I know things that are definitely going to evolve is with Feeny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Tara loves Feeny so much. <laughs> Love Feeny. Uh, I feel like in the first three, maybe it's just me. I don't know if he if he's like instantly lovable in the first three. Um, but yeah, I don't know that Feeny is lovable. More as he is just Feeny. he's very solid. I, don't know. I just really, I really liked, and I liked the yeah. the steady presence that he has in Eve's mm-hmm. life. I think that that's what and it he's is. So is solidly he in her is, corner that I'm mm-hmm. just like. You're my yeah. you're my fave. I love you so much, because uh, yeah, that she. That's really what yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. she's someone who so much deserves loyalty from people, um, but she constantly pushes people away. Yeah. So the people who like, I know I was like, bagging on Rourke for oh. being too pushy, but the people who will like ignore the fact that she's pushing them away and be like, no, you're my best friend, and I'm gonna stay right here until you decide we're gonna yeah. go somewhere else. Like, that's what she needs. Yeah, um, and Vini yeah. does such yeah. a good job. I like too when it's like when we're gonna do good cop get bad cop. Obviously, Eve is always gonna be bad. Cop. <laughs> and you, right. it's good to have those roles super some, defined. <laughs> there are some really really great moments in the series where Eve is not the good cop or oh, Eve is God, a good yeah. cop. Oh, oh really? And they're always yeah, both, funny. With both Beanie and Peabody, and it's, it's freaking hysterical. <laughs> oh my gosh! Trying to picture Eve being... even attempting. Uh, well, oh God! be the bad cop. She's like that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, right exactly exactly and that's basically like you know like i for, i forget is it treachery no it's not treachery i forget she tells she tells peabody to stop at, stop looking like or she tells her she's got to start acting like she's gonna kick puppies out of the way and peabody's like not the puppy <laughs> something else <laughs> yeah peabody is you can't all be of us cop unless you can kick puppies out of your way to get to the to get to the killers so not the puppies oh my god yeah we disagree i'm i'm on team peabody there no. <laughs> totally can still i know i'm totally with her there yeah. too yeah yeah but <laughs> so i guess the point would be like she would never actually kick puppies she just makes to needs to make the suspects think that she, she could totally kick. wouldn't right right, right. absolutely but it's very that. It's very difficult for Peabody to think of those yeah, things. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Right? There's one scene also um, later on in the series where um, Eve sends Peabody McNabb out somewhere to investigate something. Oh, God, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, Peabody sees an opportunity to, to you know, be Eve. 
you know? Yeah. And and, so she does that. And McNabb was like, wow, that was great. And she was like, I was so nervous the whole time. And he was like, oh, it didn't show. It did great, you know? (laughs) I do. It's, it's. In the relationship between Eve and Peabody, I love, like we talked about her being a mentor, but I loved how um, intentional Eve was about giving Peabody opportunities to grow. And like, she did such a great job of like, at time, like when it was appropriate, she could like step back and be like, you're going to be the one leading this. You're going to be the one presenting this case. You're going to be doing this. And Peabody is always like, oh my God, oh my God, I can do it. Like, but, you know, I, I loved yeah. how intentional Eve was with her mentorship of Peabody. And I think um, Nora, Heidi and I were just talking about this the other day, about how great Nora is about writing female friendships. Yes. And I think that mentorship between Eve and Peabody is one of my favorite female friendships, female relationships um, that Nora writes um, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it is such a mentor-mentee and so intentional uh, that I just I love the whole the whole vibe. I was feeling it. Yeah, yeah. It only gets yeah. Better. I mean, because it could be so easy to feel so like intimate, like you know, intimidated by another like up and coming detective mm-hmm. who you know, right. and, yeah. and especially like it's always like women against women, and, and you just like yeah. I'm not even thinking about that. <laughs> right. That was never even <laughs> yeah, like does, a. Yeah. Yeah. And and Eve's yeah. one of those people, like, it would be very easy in those situations for her to just, like, just step, I'll do it, I'll do it, you know? Yes. But mm-hmm. there there have been a couple of times when there was one in particular that I'm thinking of where she sends Peabody in to question somebody just by herself, and she doesn't go in with her, but she observes. And the whole time she's in there, she's, she's okay, you're doing good. If she does this, she'll do... And then it turns a little bit, and he's like, "Oh, oh, no, 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 no! She's she's doing it wrong." And people and McNabb's with her, and she, what is she doing? What is she doing? And he's like, "Okay, you know what? Here, give me a piece of paper. Let me write a few things down. Then you go in there, and you like uh, this, you know, this information just came in, and give Peabody Eve's notes. And as soon as she did that, Peabody's like, "Oh, okay, you know." And she went right yeah. back where she should she be. She right back on track. So it would have been real easy yeah. for Eve to go in yeah. and say, like, let me take over this interview because it's going yeah. south. But she didn't. She stood. She stepped back. And I think part mm-hmm. of that, once again, goes back to Eve's, like, belief in, in the justice system. Mm-hmm. And being like, if, we wa- if I want the justice system to be what it should be, um, then I have to, you know, like, help train, raise up a generation of detectives and police officers who also believe those things. And by being Peabody's mentor, she is ensuring that another corner of this justice system works the way that it should. Right. Exactly. And there's actually another, you're, you're going to meet another police officer, maybe five or six books in, you know, um, that Eve kind of sees some potential so she, it's it's a guy, and so she brings him in. She's giving him more, and through you know a few after a few books, actually one of the guys in her bullpen, uh, he has that guy train this kid because she sees so much potential in him. So they become partners. My bro TP. Yeah. So <laughs> it's really nice. Yeah. It's good. Just stuff. like you said, you know, that her, that her seeing potential and her giving those people opportunities. Yes. She's very good yeah. at that. Yes. 
it's a huge strength of her. It is, and I think a strength of like all never good, thinks about all good like supervisors or bosses is yeah. to recognize and give people opportunities to learn and grow. And um, I think it just shows like what a great leader Eve is. Without obviously without telling the reader, Eve's a great leader. These right. things build <laughs> to show how how many strengths she has. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I like constantly forget that she is like in her early 30s it's just um yeah. right. she just seems she just seems so much more i mean she's lived a lot more life you right. know she's lived a lot of life right. and, and she has yeah. and so but like i just think of her just a bit older you know where to be able to kind of yeah. house all of that but i think just know, based just on her her past and what we know of it and what we don't know of it she probably had to become you know like her she had to become her own advocate her own right like person an independent person in her teens so her teens were her 20s where she didn't get a chance to make any mistakes um Mm -hmm. her 20s were her 30s and now her 30s are her 40s and that's why she feels old or more mature (laughs) right yeah and you're seeing you know as the series goes along you see little things from her past that you can see like oh okay that that shaped that and this happened and you could you can see where all the origins and they just slowly trickle in as you go through the series and that's really nice to see and you know yeah. we we just a couple of um episodes ago we had on um allison brennan who is a uh, an author she's done a lot of uh, romantic suspense books and she's a huge mm-hmm. in-death fan and um what she said that i thought was like so um profound about eve was that she feels like uh eve is solving her own case every time she solves somebody else's case mm-hmm. and I can see that yeah. yeah yeah well you know i mean when it opens it you know the, the very first book it just opens right after eve had that you nightmare. know that little girl oh that, yeah that oh nightmare about the yeah. little girl yes. yeah. and who, who yeah. she didn't make it to and it just starts unlocking right <laughs> unlocking yeah. what's inside yeah um what a great introduction yeah. to a character and their mm-hmm. trauma like mm-hmm. heavy yeah. and brutal but like effective yeah very yeah effective. you're you're very invested bad. immediately you know yeah yeah i mean i think for you know for people who like us who just come from the normal world, I mean, we talked about on on our episodes, you know, that the it's much more just things are generally much more descriptive in in death than they are in Anora, mm-hmm. and um, and I think that all the in deaths um that we've read so far are as as intense as and like kind of really hard uh, material as like the for me what I put at the very top of like the top tier of Nora's like um what is it come sundown that's like you I feel think, like that oh, I feel like the description is that the one it's called come sundown the one where she's locked in the basement the sister the, yeah yeah yes yeah locked in that cabin or whatever yes I I feel like I mean I have not reread come sundown because I read it and I was like this was brutal and awful and Whew. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I have not reread it, um, but um, I think the descriptions uh, in Divine Evil uh, with the um, satanic cult, oh, yeah. where they talk so That's... many details about the rituals and the ritualistic sex and the ritualistic murder and all of that, all mm-hmm. of that description, 
um, when we were reading mm-hmm. the In Death trilogy, the trilogy for us, um, yeah. that's what I was likening it back to so much is is how yeah. dark Divine Evil is and how that's, that's really funny because open Divine Evil is one of like literally the only Nora I've never reread because oh. I cannot with that book. I, so dark. I, just so dark. Kind of, I remember I read it so before dark. and it was not one. Uh, I think that Heidi and I reread it before, like in years before we started the podcast, we reread it and talked about it with each other. Um, and then we obviously okay. reread it for the podcast, but it is not like a cozy, comfy, I want to revisit this world because <laughs> our main characters get the that, happy ending. That's but right. And that's like, yeah, literally, that's the, it. That's yeah, that's basically there's it. definitely like, not justice in that story. I came to the conclusion that mm-hmm. if Nora wanted to just like straight up go full Stephen King and just write horror, she could do it. She could do it because it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, damn, she can go there. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. even and, some and- of the trilogies can get like Sign of Seven. I love that series. <gasps> I reviewed that one. Man. Oh, a lot. Yeah, Emily reads that, that every every year, year in October. <laughs> Sometimes I reread it twice in a year. I read the Circle Trilogy every year in October. I read the oh. with the vampires and that. Yeah, I have yeah. never reread that one. Oh, I that, love one that one has a really that one has a really disturbing villain. That yes. one's villain's really oh, good. Yeah. oh Lilith, yeah, Lilith is that her name? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Lilith. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lilith, uh, the creepy yeah like demon boy thing. I don't like it. <laughs> well, the demon, the <laughs> demon boy like was kind of seven though. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. That was kind of seven. Yeah. No, no. There's she turns. No. Like, oh, I'm thinking in about the her circle trilogy. Like... She turns some little boy and oh, keeps him as her no. son, and then they do. That's yeah. Right. But then there's like oh, a weird, yeah. like oh, yeah, I yeah. Can't. Nope. Nope. Yeah. It's gonna be a hard one to talk yeah, about yeah, when I, you talk I, about it on the podcast. I blocked that yeah. one out. Yeah. I blocked yeah. that part out. She like, blocked the part. Yeah. But yeah, and so Nora, she can go there, and she yes. and for me, like I don't think I will ever, ever, ever reread the chapter where Eve goes in depth about what she remembered yeah. of her past mm, well, and, and killing, no, and then yeah. kill, well, that ends with her killing her dad. Like I will, like I will yeah. never read that again. But with if you continue with the mm-hmm. series, that yeah. that's brought up over revisited. and over again. And there's one time yeah. when it gets revisited. Yeah, there's mm. there's one book that they actually have to go back to Dallas and they find the actual hotel and the actual oh, room where it happened. No. Oh no, yeah. that <laughs> poor woman. Oh my god. Oh, it's rough. She, she, she gets, gets through, through it. Yeah. I think yeah, that that is one rough. of the things like that Nora maybe is trying to like show with this series a little yes. bit is that really horrible things happen, but you keep on living. Right. And a lot of times yeah. with her standalones and even her trilogies, like things are building the the big bad keeps like winning and and things are so tipped in their favor and then at the very last minute our heroes come in they save the day everybody gets their happy ending goodbye and you're like but they have all this like but, trauma what's fallout that was one thing we talked a lot about in our divine evil episode is like what happens next though this town like, are they gonna burn it down for generations <laughs> right <laughs> Please, These people have been down part. And the ground. And, just be done with this place. And instead, because... are they just going to keep living there and be like, oh, we don't talk about the old, you know, like our old town doctor. We don't talk about the old mayor. We don't talk about, like, what? How do you build a life? We don't talk about Bruno. Yeah. yeah. We don't talk about Bruno. Um, but yeah, so. Well, and I think the fact that the, the actual bad guy got away. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I think the that. The bad guy got away. This series, in a way that, like, Nora's books would never, it is a kind of, like, examination of 
surviving continuing trauma and that bad things happen and you can continue to be a good person and fight for justice and believe in good things even when all these bad things happen to you and you it is a continuous healing process to try to get through them but i do not want to revisit yeah, her you, you childhood a couple of times. No. But what's interesting, yeah. though, is rough. that we we get to a point in the series, and I think one of the very latest books. Um, so she's, you know, and she continues to have nightmares and all that about her father and the whole thing. They do lessen throughout. They the do series, lessen, they, and they then lessen. there's and yeah, and so one of the newest books, she has a a a dream about herself as a child on a playground like going down the slide like being afraid of the slide but then going down the slide and then as a child she sees herself as an adult and you know says something about you know will you protect me and and adult eve says to the child i can't but just know that it'll get better Mm -hmm. eventually you'll get Mm -hmm. to where i am and it'll be better and so just you know, it's fine. Just go ahead and go down the slide again. Everything will be okay. So, so she eventually does get to that point where we feel like, you know, she's now she's fully dealt or, or almost fully dealt with her trauma and is like, right now starting the healing process, which is really interesting. How many, how much time has passed in the series? I know it's 50 books Mm -hmm. and you guys, I know you've told us this before. Uh, I'm so sorry. For like a few years. They're coming up on their third wedding anniversary. Right. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. And Nora said that they're never going to have kids, right? Like, she's not going to write that. Well, she's not going to write it. Yeah. Maybe one day. She won't write it. Okay. She said she wasn't going to close the door on them having kids. Okay. Yeah. But it's, we also say that uh, several of the books that we've read, it's interesting that every once in a while, she does Mm -hmm. bring a child into the story that Eve has to deal with. And um, every every time it's like Eve is more and more comfortable with mm. dealing with a child. Oh. So, okay. you know, we, we do feel like she's working her way to that where eventually they will. But yeah. we won't see it's it on the page. Them, Which I, feel like, I feel like she's maybe kind of winding the series down. I, I you think? Yeah. Oh, wow. Huh. Well, it I worries mean, me. I'm like, I worry when she finishes J.D. Robb, she'll also be Finished. done with Nora just and just writing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know retire. that that's the case. We'll see. Yeah. Well, and I mean, can you blame her? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't blame to, her, but, but it doesn't <laughs> but, make me oh. want it. But we don't want it to happen. Exactly. Uh, yeah, obviously we don't want it to happen, but, um, but I would not be mad at her if she right. did. So, right. I know. She it would be very conflicting feelings. Like she deserves yeah, sure. we would be her retirement if that's what she wants, but yeah. What are we going to do? <laughs> what are we going to do with our time? Right. What, what, we, 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 what we look we, forward we to? We read all the bullshit she put out for the last 20 years. We read all the books. 30 years, 40 years. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. speaking of, like, endings, the funniest kind of thing of, you know, we read these three books, and the last, like, page and a half of Immortal is like it's like the bride quartet if like it's like right. Eve like in a wedding dress like so running off so to cheesy. get married it was like <laughs> such a like switch all of a sudden it's pretty funny yeah yeah and I think that kind of came from the fact that she wasn't sure she was going to be able to read or she wasn't sure she was going to be able to write anymore after right that. so yeah she kind of wanted to make sure that she wrapped it all up and you know wrapped it up it was our happy ending right yeah. Right. Or wrapped it up. Right. But, you know, so if 
so it could be looked at as just a trilogy at that point. But then, you know, obviously she got to go on and it's all good. And you don't right. see that level of cheese really ever again. So <laughs> like she's like, how am I going to end this? It's like murder, murder, death, murder. Okay, wedding, yay. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Which, exactly. to be fair, exactly. she finishes a lot of her, like, standalone books that way where it's like yes. you're on, you've got four pages left and they still haven't, like, right. had that final conversation. Like, I love you. I love you, too. All right. <laughs> we'll get married. <laughs> Peace. Right. <laughs> oh goodness yes so I did have a question I'm sure that we probably talked about this earlier when we've talked about the in death series but um when did you guys start reading in death did were any of you reading it like when it first came out even before it was revealed that Nora was JD no nope no okay Mm -hmm. okay I mean we have listeners that have from the very beginning yeah yeah we do have listeners that have um I started with remember when that was my first one okay um because us too and i had been told I don't, yeah I, yeah yeah, yeah. no yeah but i've been told i don't know how many times that i had to read the series and i have to read the series and i'm just like eh, it's not really my thing and blah 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 well then i read i read remember one and i was like okay i need to find out about this thing and this thing and this thing and the biggest thing that i had to find out about because i don't know why it bugged me so much but there's that mention of webster and eve's one night stand mm-hmm. and i'm like did she cheat on work i gotta find this out what's going on but you know, yeah, it turns out to be years ago. But it's oh. like I'm like I don't I'm totally like what what I, I'm so confused. But yeah, I had to go back and read the whole series and find out what happened there. So okay, okay, okay. That's how it happened yeah. for me. I, yeah. I came into it uh, at um, Witness in Death, which was released in uh, the 2000, I think. So okay. That's, uh, okay. Yeah. And I thought Rourke was but a yeah, dick. About five years in. Yeah, she does. yeah. <laughs> Rourke is kind of a dick yeah. in that book, so that's fair. He is a dick a lot of the time. He's kind of a dick yes. throughout yeah. the first, at least the yeah. first half of the season. He's still a dick, let's be honest. Well, and yeah, he's still a dick. Yeah, he's, he's still totally I know that we talked yeah. about this, about how knowing what we know, like, of how far, how many books there are telling their story, it made me look at Rourke differently and be more sympathetic mm-hmm. to Rourke because I know I have had glimpses of where they end up. Um but I did think he was pushy. Yeah, right. which is like that's why yes. that's why I said I think I feel like it's better to start with Remember When or one of the later books. Yeah, like so, somebody now just starting the series, going first to read Naked and being like, "What the fuck? Why do people like this?" Like, right? Yeah, right. I mean, or I could do Naked, what we did but... and read all of Nora's '80s books. Yeah, and, and then, then you read it, and then you're like, yeah. "Whoa, he's a yeah. he's great." Listen, he like listens sometimes. He sometimes listens, and he did not contact her mother without her knowledge and get her um, passport, and then take her to another country for a business trip where he forces her to share a a hotel room with him. Like, right? Yeah, he's like he's like a modern man. But I mean, he did break into her apartment. Let's be honest. He did break into her apartment. So many Nora heroes do that. It's I know, charming right? at this point. Uh, that's yeah. true. That's like perfect for us. That's completely that's normal that's in so, Nora's world. Yeah. It's fine. It happens in the home yeah. court night. Mean, even in the Quins. Yes. Even in the oh Quins, gosh. it happens. So oh, yes. You know, what's a little break if in the Quinn does it, it's fine. Soulmates. If a Quinn does it, it's yeah. fine. And you know, the funny thing is that uh, at at this point in time where we are now um, in the series, um, Eve has even started learning that from him. How to, so there have been yeah. a couple of times when they've had to go someplace 
and she's she could use her master key as a police officer and she but she decides no no you know what i'm gonna yeah she got this little yeah, <laughs> yeah, entering lock, kit and she got her like, set of lock picks right. for christmas and, so she could practice like, it's a oh, good I'm thing so for couples to like line. share hobbies right yeah <laughs> right yeah that's a fun hobby to share and, there, and there's yeah. also a book where they kind of have to break into some play but it's a whole op so there's a compound and they have to break into this compound and of course Rourke's with them why wouldn't he be with Eve and at a certain point he has to pull her pull her to the side and go like oh my god like what what a pair we would have been back in the day like you and I like robbing places I can't like I can't get over it we would have been so great together yeah. you know that was so, so funny. <laughs> I like that he's like, oh, we could have met earlier and had so much fun. Yes, like, yeah. He's like, oh. Right, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know, but I was waiting for you. Right. <laughs> and that's the whole, I mean, that's the whole appeal of this whole series, right? I didn't even know I was waiting right. for you yes. is a great way to put it. Like, that's the whole yeah. appeal of yeah. this yeah. series. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aw. Yep. 100%. Oh yeah, and these but and I will say too that these books just keep getting funnier as they go along. I would like, imagine so. They start out pretty intense, but you get like halfway through and there's just jokes upon jokes oh, and okay. good shit. It's nice. really fun. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Like the last book we read, the last book we covered is one of the funniest books in the series, I think. It's a very oh. intense book, but it's a really And it has book. to be because the there's next so one is going to be is going to be horrific. Oh. oh. Yeah, the, the next oh, one we're going to read is... One... Oh, okay. No, go ahead. I, I was going to... I thought you meant the next one that was coming out you thought was going to be horrific. But... No, 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 no. no the well, next the next one, one that's coming out looks, looks brutal, too. Yeah. That looks brutal. But the one that we're up on now, which is... Innocent. Third, 20... Yeah, oh, I know. Sorry. But what's the number? I don't remember. 24? 24? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah? But yeah, it's it's rough. <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> We won't tell you why, but it's rough. You'll get there eventually, and then you'll, you'll get, get there. It probably has to do with children. That's what makes me think, like, innocent. No, well, it does. Well, it does, but not in the it, way you it think. does. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll get there one day. Right. You'll get there. We're just yeah, confusing them. one day. And it's more the personal stuff in this book. Mm. I mean, yeah, the cra- the case is freaking creepy, but the personal stuff in this one is just like... I uh, loved all the three of these cases, um, but... I can't remember. Heidi, you just listened to our episodes. Do you remember which ones we said were our favorites? Yeah. My favorite was Naked, and your favorite, I think, was was it Glory? Did you like yes. the one where... Yes, I, I just listened to them, too. Yeah. Yeah. Emily said my favorite was Glory. <laughs> which yeah. is the... The second one. The with, second um, one. Okay. With the... Yeah. Yes. That's my favorite out of the first three. Oh, so I was going to check and see if now that we've have some distance from them, Heidi, do you, is there one that is more memorable to you than that like sticks out or is naked still your, your one? I mean, I think, I think naked still, like I can remember more of the details from naked, um, than, than the others. Mm. Um, but I remember them all. So yeah. Mine is still glory. I thought I was going to, but mine is still glory. Like I was trying, I was thinking back and trying to remember like the plots of the stories just to kind of refresh my mind. But for me, I was like, it's cheating if I go back and like look again. So it all (laughs) has to be organic already here in my brain matter. So um, I was thinking about it and I remember so much. I think it's because like in Naked, I remember um, the family, the politics and all of that. And that guy was just like an evil bad guy. There were zero redeeming qualities about him. He was like peak 
rich, privileged, conservative white dude. And I already have so much rage that I'm just like, yeah, no, we hate him. Um, but in the yeah. second book, in Glory, that the um, the dude who is, once again, like, middle-aged, privileged white dude, he was so fascinating. The His, his um, mm-hmm. like, motivations for murder were just great. Yeah. I just... Man, he did. Oh, yeah. he was fascinating he was as a. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. He was creepy and <laughs> yeah. crazy, and I yep. was completely entertained um, and loved it. So, yeah. yeah, and I like I liked Immortal as well, but it, mm-hmm. Immortal was like so complicated. There was like there was so a lot going many, on there, like tw- people and like twists and turns and drugs and this, and I was like, oh my gosh! And so <laughs> that one was like hard for me to like. I was like piecing everything together. My um, favorite part there is a lot. of yeah. that one is um, the relationship that is kind of developing between Eve and the other um, reporter who we met in Glory. Nadine. And then, uh, yes, mm-hmm. Nadine. Nadine. I, re- like I thought Nadine they were super interesting. Yeah. And I know that that continues to build. So I'm excited yes. to see more of that relationship. Yeah. And then Nadine is a fun one to watch. As we got like through. Um, like now that it's been a few months since we read them, looking back on it, I have such like romanticized um, memories of the uh, the engagement and then also the wedding. Like how wonderful <laughs> and so like perfectly even. The wedding that doesn't you don't even see right, happen. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. But how you've just made it in your head. Well, like this yeah, is their you know, wedding. We have actually we had somebody <laughs> that sent us a message and said, you know, you should um, you should do a episode asking people what they think the wedding was like like what what do you think you know um who was the best man who was the you know what music did they play all that kind of stuff so that we could talk about Mm -hmm. like put together the wedding like our headcanon of what the wedding would be that would be fun that's fun does the fourth book like does it pick up like do they go on a honeymoon and does it pick up when they like get back no it picks up while they're on their honeymoon oh on the, on the honeymoon, you can't leave it alone, yeah. Eve. <laughs> no, even enjoy when yourself. On the honeymoon, they, they find a, a case to, to work. They find a dead body. Wow, and, of and course. And they're off planet. To even make oh. it more like they're oh. off planet. And I do love things that happen off planet. I love that. I, love that. <laughs> I know. I think I think Emily just likes to say off planet. Honestly, it sounds really great to be off planet right yeah. now. Right, well, yeah, right. Okay. Um, so Let's from Immortal, go. I'm just curious, like, if you had any um, impressions at all of uh, Leonardo, what you thought of him. Um. So, I wondered. This was one of the things I wondered about the longevity of that character. There um, is longevity of the character, which is why I'm asking. There oh, is yeah. longevity. Okay, okay, because yeah, because Emily, I think we 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 talked about what this a little. I can't remember if we kept series. it. Yeah, during the episodes. Yeah, is That's pondering if he was going to be like a flash in the pan or if he was going to like hang around, and I was really on the fence. Um, did you remember Emily? What you thought with Mavis's man? <laughs> I remember. So like. I wanted, I found him interesting, and I found the dynamic between Mavis and Leonardo interesting, but I, at this point, in what I know of Mavis, I was like, girl, not ready to settle down. <laughs> well, that's true, yeah. That's, I mean, that was my, so he could continue to be, like, a, a side character, but I don't think he's going to continue to be Mavis's 
friend. Man? Mm. Yeah. Man friend. Mm-hmm. I could be completely well, they were wrong. Than, they were like star-crossed lovers in Immortal. I was and, like, oh, so I think that it was like very we can't intense. Be together. And they're like, we can't be together, so we should be together. You're the only person for me. And then I think, you know, give them a little bit of distance from that. And Mavis is going to be like, you're a very nice man. And you make clothes. And I like to wear clothes. But maybe that should be... Our relationship. I could see them having maybe a fun, like, on again, off again, on again, off again, and it driving even sane, being like, do we like him? Do we not like him? Let me know so I know what side we're on. Um, but, yeah. I, that would have been fun. I but, yeah. Mm. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But oh, I was I reading Mavis know. is not ready to settle <laughs> down. But maybe she has changed after this investigation, and Leonardo is her lobster. I don't know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Ah, you guys stone face. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, read some more books. No, I mean, we can tell you. How, no, no, how I deep don't do I have know. to read okay. to find out the answer to this? <laughs> Just, right. do we, how many books? books? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. Don't, don't spoil it. We're going to see So we do have plans. Um, we want to read more. And so right. we have plans. If we So we started a Patreon. And um, we have our first Patreon stretch goal is um, if we meet that stretch goal, then we will uh, record the next. We'll read and record an two. episode over the next three books. Next two books? Two books. Nice. Oh, yeah. two books. Yeah. Sorry. Two like, books for one episode. Books. Yeah. Well, I guess we have to sign up for your Patreon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, you know, <laughs> just let all the little... listeners know. Um, yeah. Sign up yeah. for our Patreon. It, it will be yeah. a... We need help to be able to make a full oh, yeah. episode in our schedule. So. <laughs> yeah, no. But we want to. We yeah. want to read them. Yeah, the next two are Rapture right and Right now we have, a very, um, we have a very tight um, Nora schedule, right, and we're recording right. a lot. Um, so, yeah, no, we get it. Um, yeah, it's going to – we will not be able to, like, hey, just for fun, I'm going to read these <laughs> other two books that are going to be intense. Right. Um, yeah, it's going to have to yeah. be like, – an assignment. <laughs> oh, we totally get it. We okay. get it. Believe yeah. us. Yeah. We get it. <laughs> so are there any other questions that you have about the series in in general? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there's a million questions, but right. I feel like I have to read to them. Yeah. Like it, it's not fair right. <laughs> to ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have to <laughs> pull myself in. That's yeah. what I have to do. <laughs> One thing you did bring up during those two um, episodes was something about um, the technology. Does the does the technology change in the books over time? Because it's been so yes. long since she's since she wrote the first one, and technology's changed like massively, crazy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. She really adjusts the series as time goes by, pretty smoothly. Yeah. I yeah. think. Oh my god! Yeah, agreed. Um, I just feel like, yeah, we've talked about that. It's so funny to go back and read those early books where they talk about those, like, big clunky, like, desk units and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And you're like, yeah, none Which of that's I around I have a theory anymore. about, <laughs> it's like, Yeah. I have a theory about yes, that. Yes, she does. Okay, let's hear your theory. Yes. My theory is that, you know, we obviously know that they've <laughs> just come out of a massive, like, world war. They've come out of the urban wars, right? Yeah. We've seen, just, just based on the pandemic that we've just come through that oh. supply chains just completely were wiped, you know? So I can imagine if you have a world war, supply chains are just going to be completely disrupted. Mm. 
So my theory is that after that, they had to kind of go back to older technology just because of the fact that supply chains. And it slowed down progress a little bit. Right. I wonder if they'll ever live in a world where, like, if the supply chains are able to, like, get back up and running in a, in a smooth way, where coffee will be available and affordable <laughs> to all. This is a very well, important then, question know, um, and honestly the yeah, most important thing. A present to give Eve when he, you know, I mean, that's he the one thing he else, can I'm provide sure. for her. But I just can't, like, in a world where coffee does, is it worth it? Is it worth it? <laughs> I'm just not sure. Coffee's available. No, it's just I, very I expensive. So. I'm right there with you. I know it. It should be like a, a human right. <laughs> That's a I agree. I agree. Hundred percent. Well, um, so, I do have a question that yeah. could be maybe yeah. lend itself to some spoilers, but does does Nora ever kill off? a main like one of our main cast of of care like friend character support characters does anyone is there someone that's gonna die yeah you don't or, have to tell us who it is i don't know that we, or is there plot armor built you don't around want us to answer that question oh, oh it, maybe maybe saying no oh no. i think that they're saying if they say no then it will be like well it'll you, take some suspense away oh that's true yeah that's you, we don't you don't want us to answer that question Right. Uh, we, okay. I mean, we That's can't say that. Even I already did. Um, as far as main characters, or even main supporting characters, uh, main characters and or main supporting characters do lose do lose people uh, important to them. So there okay. are main characters mm-hmm. or main supporting characters th- who's you know. So sometimes they're sad, like real sad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes sure. Eve has to get yeah. involved, they're if you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. oh, scandal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Murder. So. <laughs> oh, murder. I'm also, shocked. There's a few times that there's a few times that some of our friends get hurt pretty badly too. Okay. So. Right. Mm. Um, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. never okay. even Rourke, but that's not true. Never Rourke. <laughs> that's not true. Never Rourke. Well, I wouldn't even say never Rourke because he does a few times. Yeah. Not as badly not as, as badly Eve, as but Eve. he's like, well, like Origin, he had that pretty bad thing and loyalty. Yeah. And the and first three, Eve kept getting injured. I mean, she would kick butt and then get injured, and then he would like carry her places. Yes, that, yeah. that doesn't change. Very like romantic. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't change. No, that never that changes. Change. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, well. I mean. This has been really fun, and so we're fun. so excited that yeah, you're reading the series. Yeah, we really appreciate yeah. this. Yeah, no, we yeah, love hanging out with so you guys. Fun. Yeah, and so we are fun. all for you guys reading more of the series and, and uh, reviewing them on your show, because yeah. like we were saying at the beginning, you know, your perspective is so different than ours that it's just so interesting to hear. And um, so I am rooting for you to, to reach that stretch goal. Yes, we all yeah. do. We're we're rooting yeah. for ourselves. We want to read them and, be, and have time to record them. So I am having to like hold back from like spamming our Instagram to be like, guys, 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 join our Patreon so we can do and this that, thing. Yeah. And every time we talk to you guys, then I'm like, even like I'm always like, oh my gosh, I have to, I, <laughs> I need to, like, I mean, you guys are the reason that we that we did the first three. Like, mm-hmm. we were never planning. Yeah. We were them. not going yeah. to do them. Um, no, like I think and maybe we like, I would have eventually read them. We have to them. read them now. But yeah, yeah. After we talked about the comparison with um, the night, 
um, the night series. Tales. What is yeah, it? Night Tales. Night Tales. Yes. Yeah, night, um, I always want to call it yeah. Night Shift. Oh, yeah, night like, that's not right. Um, yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. Right. Um, after we talked about those similarities, I was like, oh my God, I love those books so much. And you were talking about all of these things. I was like, it's like the framework and the groundwork. We obviously have to read them. And I don't regret it at all. I maybe sometimes regret getting my mom into it because she's like (laughs) a junkie needing her fix. She's like, Emily, I can't find the next one anywhere. Like, how do I get it? I'm like, okay, mom, I'll I'll get it for you. I'll find it. But um, yeah, she's very Next on In Death, Emily's mom. Right. Yeah, absolutely. If Emily's mom wants to be on the show, (laughs) she can absolutely be on the show. Emily's mom needs to be on the show. (laughs) She just like, listen, I introduced him to her and then – um, like two weeks later when I was over there for family dinner I was like hey did you like that book she's like I read all three and now I have these five on hold but this one's not available and I was like oh my god I created a monster <laughs> but yeah she's just flying through them she's so. enjoying herself oh, she is she really liking them so yeah uh, you see know, if she can drag my dad into it yeah the other thing too is that I <laughs> because I hate to do this because I'm such a fangirl. I'm so sorry. Sorry, Susan Erickson. I mean, if any of either of you or both of you want to listen to one of the books and give us your impressions, that would be that would be really fun too. Because oh, interesting. Yeah, sense, and so. I'm a big audiobook person, so I might I might check one of those out. Um, and I'll, I'll yeah I'll I'll borrow it from the library. That is how I got into the series was audiobook. That's how Tara. Oh. You did? Okay. Yeah. All right. And I was never an audiobook person either, but we were, I used to have a job where I basically sat all day and did like very tedious, mind numbing mm-hmm. work. And so people were listening to audiobooks at work and someone want me Born in Death, which is the book we just did. And I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> so, but that's what got me into it. So. I listened to a lot of true crime where I put together craft kits for children at work, so... Mm-hmm. Like, okay. I mean, hey, she's like, hey, no one you know, knows what I'm listening no. to. While I while I was no putting judgment. together that craft, I was listening to a brutal murder. So, yeah, <laughs> like I mean, everything just makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, because um, for I really wanted you guys to get to vengeance. <laughs> that's just which me. one is that? How far? But that's the you've got um, like three more. That's the more, so that's the sixth more. book in the okay. series. But yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, the next two are yeah. also very the awesome. The next two are good, too. I, like, I really want them to get to conspiracy, right. though. Yeah. Like, I know, I right? Yeah. yeah. Every single one. And then we want you to get to treachery. And then we want you to get treachery. To and in- then <laughs> innocent, which is the next one innocent we're reading. And, yeah, well, innocent is, yeah. And, and you guys said that one was horrifying. So looking forward to it. It's just hard. It's really hard. Is it? Yeah. It's yeah. really hard. It's very gotcha. emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do have to say, thing. if somebody is like, can get very triggered from reading things, then the in-depth series might have to be a skip for them because whew, right. there, she does not shy lot. away from oh, yeah. showing how oh, yeah. awful things could be. Oh, yeah. 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 But I think it. that makes like the hopeful moments shine even more um, is that you see this really yeah, horrible stuff, but in the end, the good guys get to win. Right. right. There's always a happy ending. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. there's always justice yeah. in the end. Yeah, it's well, for some people, always- for some, some people, people, they're just dead. Yeah. And, I mean, right. you know. Yeah. Right. Right. But right. Eve got mm-hmm. justice there's for that. that. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, but- it's more. There's always going to be some Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, we super appreciate you guys <laughs> bringing us back. We yes. love chatting. Yeah, yes. it's been fun. Oh, yeah. this is great. Yeah. I loved this. <laughs> so much fun. So, yeah, I mean, we'll have to, once you get farther along, we'll have to get together again and talk yes. some more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, thanks again for, for joining us. Yeah. And everybody that's out there, that, you if you haven't listened to Emily and Heidi yet uh, and their podcast, Romancing the Shelf, I highly I highly recommend it, highly. you know, because their oh, show is amazing, especially if you're a Nora fan. And we do have some in-depth fans that aren't Nora fans. But if you are, um, that's the show to listen to. Yay. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Aw, thanks yeah. so much. Yeah. <laughs> and become their patron so they can read more. Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> so Great. thank you so thank much you, for ladies. being here. Yes. You too. Thank you. And we'll talk to you again Bye. soon. It was so good to see you again. Guys, um, so I don't know, we should probably do podcast business. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, podcast business. <laughs>do you guys remember from the um, from the forum Louise? I think so, yeah, I remember her last name. So I'm like, I'm friends with her on Facebook and on Instagram. And she, um, I had posted this news episode in my Instagram story. Um, and Louise sent me a message today and was like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. I found this. I can't wait to catch up. So, oh. um, we have a new listener <laughs> and it is Louise who's on the forum. Okay. Yeah. Um, she lives in, she lives in the UK. Um, so okay. yeah, I don't know. So that was cool. I, I like to put things in my Instagram story. I just always yeah. forget. Yeah. I'm the same and way. if yeah. you put, if you put, when you do your story, when you do the, in the podcast and death uh-huh. story, if you tag us in the story, we can share the story that you could usually put the recording, the little uh-huh. like, snippet in that. Um, otherwise, Jen, if you, if you, if you do Instagram stories, just share the post into your story. Right. Because that's the easiest way for people to see it because people will swipe through them. I This is how I'm learning. I literally learned about so many things last <laughs> week just by flipping through people's stories. I am way behind on the Instagram thing. I get it. I'm, oh, no, I'm with you. I'm <laughs> terrible about Instagram. But I was like, oh, that's really cool because um, so I was just kind of learning the difference between um, like why I don't use basic snitches and do the stories because I don't think about it. Because I will share them. I have more followers than Basic Snitches does. Because I'm very, very interesting, obviously. Uh, oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, just, I was just enjoying learning about that. And that's literally, like, Louise has been following me on Instagram. She's never noticed anything I posted as a post. But when I put it in my story, she was literally, like, an hour later was like, oh, my God, I, I have mm. to start listening yeah. to this. Yeah. So, okay. So, just something to think about. Yeah, that's that's great. I, I'm really fine. glad that you know she found us at least, and I don't share things to my. I love that. It made me so excited. I don't think anybody from indeath.net follows me anyway on Instagram, so I don't worry about. It. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. I feel like we probably found all of the ones through Instagram right. anyway. But Louise was like a she was an outlier, um, yeah. and like. I know that sometimes it posts to my story on Facebook too. And I know Elaine follows me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I don't think she's joined the group, but no. I don't know if anyone remembers Elaine. I'm pretty sure um, I sent her, I do. I'm pretty sure I sent her an invite. Yeah. 
I don't know how much she's on Facebook. Yeah, a lot of people aren't. So yeah, which is fair. <laughs> but yeah. good times. Um, good times. <laughs> she's so mad. really mad. Yeah. Um. I mean, we can always do briefing room a different night if you want to. No, she's fine. Like I don't need to go out in the California heat and play with her. That is not something that I need okay. to do. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just a little just bit longer, little Lily. Promise. Um, so we did get, we got a uh, a new uh, voicemail on our number. And this is, Ooh, this was yay. from Michelle Kenyon. Yeah, um Okay. And she's the, oh she's the one that that's that left us a uh, good review from Amsterdam in the Netherlands. Oh, nice. oh yay! We like yeah. her. <laughs> so let yeah, me see. I'm her. gonna play the message. Let me see if yeah. I'll, I can if you guys will hear that message. Hang on a sec. Hi, uh, this is Michelle Kenyon uh, calling from Amsterdam in the Netherlands, and um, I just wanted to say that I absolutely love your show. Uh, I'm the one who sent that ridiculously long um, auto chef email. Um, and just wanted to say hi. And um, I'm working my way through. I am about to start the divided um, episode. Um, so I, I've still got quite a bit to go. I'm not, I just think um, probably about three quarters of the way through. I um, had to laugh at the last episode that I just were listened to where I had completely missed the fact that Ariel and Ray Eric um, are the two main characters from Little Mermaid. Completely went over my head. So I had a good laugh over that. Oh. Anyway, just wanted to say hi and say thanks and um, keep up the good work. Bye. Oh, that's so nice. That's so thanks sweet. a lot, Michelle. I love that. It also went over my head right. the first time too. So right, <laughs> yeah. yeah, about Ariel and Eric. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, thanks very much, Michelle. When you get to to this yeah, episode, thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. Um, the other thing I got an email um, from I want to say Alicia, and she says I'm doing a reread following on. The podcast just finished vengeance when eve was drugged after the car bomb i think a little of why mavis is her best friend it allows her to vicariously express this giggling bubbly part of herself that she suppresses so much in addition to mavis is probably not taking no for an answer after eve probably helped get her off the streets so yeah. that that's like that. you know that makes sense there's a part yeah. of Eve that wants to be yeah. Mavis. Maybe there's a little part of Mavis yeah. and Eve and that she can't, she doesn't feel comfortable expressing. So yeah, maybe that's it. There's, there's just so much about Mavis that like is energy and um, confidence in a way that Eve just does not even consider. Right. Right. So I'm sure that that is like, there's like an appeal to that. Just like, wow, how would it be to just completely feel so comfortable with who you are to just be like Mavis, who she loves? Like, I think right. it's a cool thing right. to think about. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't <laughs> know that I have any other podcast business at the moment. Um, That's okay. So. so, and we haven't come up with an idea for next week's show, so I can't tell you guys what's coming up next, but um, yeah, it'll we'll be figure a something out. 
Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> until then, you, you know how to get a hold of us on all of our social medias. Just search for Podcast and Death or go to our website, <laughs> podcastanddeath.com. Send us an email at show at podcastdeath.com or call the number 205-476-2753. That spells out 205-4-ROARK. And that's it for this episode. And it was, it was a really fun that episode. It was fun, guys. It was really fun. We always love talking to talking, talking to Heidi yeah. and Emily. So, so you know, let's hope for for them yeah. to get to their stretch goal and they can read the next two books. I know. Yeah, everybody go sign up for Romantic Ooh. Romantic Tough so that they can read yeah. the book. So, and I just think it's so funny that Emily's mom is so into the series now. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that. I'm so that. happy. So yeah. great. So anyway, um, so yeah, I guess that's it for this episode of Podcast and Death. So for Podcast and Death, this is AJ. I'm dead. This is Tara. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Podcast and Death. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate it. Podcasts in Death is hosted by Amy Ryan, Jen Terpstra, and Tara Corkery, and is edited and produced by Amy Ryan. The opinions expressed on this show are for entertainment purposes only, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the in-death fandom at large. Podcast in Death is not in any way affiliated with Nora Roberts, Berkeley, Penguin Publishing Group, or St. Martin's Press. Our theme song is Justice Never Sleeps by Cosmo and is available on Shutterstock.com. This episode and all of our previous episodes are available at PodcastInDeath.com. Have something to say? You can email us at show at PodcastInDeath.com or find us on social media by searching for Podcasts and Death on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, you can call us and leave a message at 205-476-2753. That spells out 205-4-ROARK. Thanks again for listening. And in the immortal words of Brian Kelly, fucking slouch at you. I'm <laughs>